bring sloppy play. You know, you almost kind of want it too much. But I felt like, you know, Nebraska was a better team, um, even though, you know, obviously not the com- most complete team that, you know, I'm sure Matt Rule and staff wants. But, you know, from the very beginning, you know, for, you know, the defense started a little slow. Um, obviously, you know, we're, you know, you're going to you're gonna face their best offensive output most likely in those first 15 plays. You know, they're scripted. Those are probably the ones that work on the most. And, you know, and they, they got after Nebraska a little bit. Um, some of the, oh, Illinois is doing, but I, and it really, if you really study it, or at least I look at it like from a certain way, a lot of those plays I think where Nebraska is doing just a, you know, step or two, you know, inside, you know, and lost leverage a couple times to kind of get their, you know, drive going. But when it came down to it, Nebraska had a huge, uh, goal line stand, uh, which took all the momentum, you know, out of the, the, you know, the Illinois sideline in the state, in the stadium. And then, you know, really what was pretty cool to me and, uh, what, you know, they did the kind of mush push play and then show some big cojones, you know, to, to go deep to Marcus Washington. I felt like, you know, that's a, that's a mindset thing that maybe Matt Rule probably instilled in them in the sense of, you know, he pushed all his chips in, challenged everybody, not only the players, but the coaches. I think, you know, in this last, you know, week before the Friday night game and, you know, they responded. It was, like I said, it wasn't pretty, but, you know, ultimately they won. Uh, I would probably say, it, it, you know, really this is this was a complimentary football game. Now, it wasn't a pretty complimentary football game, but when you look at it, the offense did some things. Obviously scored, you know, uh, up 17 nothing. The defense did some things. You know, you, know, you got a pick. I think they had three sacks and six tackles for losses. Uh, and then the special teams, you know, with, you know, Taggy and those guys covering and uh, doing well, uh, you know, as far as covering punts and kickoff and get a fumble recovery on a kickoff. So all three phases, I think, was a big takeaway for me that they all contributed and led to uh, Nebraska getting the victory. Jay, you played eight years in the NFL, I believe. Uh, yeah. You know the linebacker position inside and out. You know defenses inside and out. This Nebraska defense is is good, not great. Very good. Sure. Um, but the linebacker play, regardless of who it is, seems to be at a different level. Um, can can you walk me through what they're doing, the linebackers are doing, to help this defense be successful? Well, they're multiple. And, um, you know, first you got to give credit, well, I guess to both. you got to give the credit to the defensive coaching staff, so that's Tony White, Dvorak, uh, Pot Roast, um, and Evan Cooper, and uh, I hope I'm not missing anybody. Well, obviously, Tony White, right? So not only are they good motivators, but they're good teachers. And I think I keep saying it. You know, when a coach comes in and says, oh, every position's open, if you adapt to our way of life or doing things, you have a chance, you know, we'll give you a fair chance. Well, you know, they back, defensively, they back that up. I mean, the first game against Minnesota, they, it seems like they played every single kid that traveled, you know, in the first, like, series. Yep. Um, but but the thing is, everybody played, and they were effective. And so, in, in particular about the linebackers, what they've done is they it seems like they've made it simple. Um, they have some basic rules, and they have guys that it seems like they know both, both spots in particular, you know, or three spots, the three linebacker spots. And... You know they're 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 taking guys in little roles, and then once they get better at that, then they expand the role. And you take a guy, you know, you you expand your roster when you come in. And you see a, a you know a John Bullock, right? Who was kind of I'm, I'm I'm I guess a rover, you know, in the other system. Yeah. You know, kind of a special teams running hit guy. Put him in the weight room, teach him how to play the position, and he's out there, you know, handling handling business. And then when you're patient with Nick Nick. 
uh, Henrich, and now he looks faster. He, but then also he's put on weight and looks stronger, right? And so I think as the season goes on, he's going to get better. And then obviously you had Luke Reimer. Obviously he's unfortunately, you know, unfortunately out for now, for now. But then look at the flexibility what you're able to do to take Makai Gaber, who kind of flashed in special teams, went out there against Colorado, had a really good, really good game, took over the starting spot to Jack position, and so you know what, your Swiss Army knife puts you in middle linebacker or inside linebacker shoots the gap in a huge part to kind of stymie their offensive uh, series, gets a you know, 10-yard tackle for loss. Um, and then you think of, like, uh, kind of, you know, the jack position where you think of M.J. Sherman, Chief Borders, uh, and obviously Jamari Butler. Um, and with the emergence of Jamari Butler, uh, you know, where you have, I think, he has like three or four sacks. And, you know, he missed two games. You know, you, you know all of them are, are playing well. So I think what they're doing is they understand what they're doing. They know why they're doing it, and they're learning everything or everybody else's position around them, and that's why you're seeing them look a lot faster. That's why you see them a lot, lot more, you know, a lot more physical. That's why you see they're able to make adjustments, especially after that first series. You know, yeah, they're the excitement to stop them on the goal line, but I can guarantee you, they talk to Malcolm Hartsog on that quick uh, bubble screen. You can't lose leverage and, and not set the edge. They talked about Big Nash wrapping around on the uh, ET stunt. That you gotta you gotta keep coming because that guy would have ran right to you and they got a soft edge on the run, and then uh, you know then they're doing a pretty good job of covering right and they're doing a good job of matching zones or matching um, you know routes to the zone concepts and uh, you know they're being aggressive when they need to so that you know right now they're playing really consistent and like you said it's not a dominating defense but it, I think for for the most part I think they've been consistent and the biggest thing is they tackle well you think of a guy like Omar Brown right I mean he's between him and Singleton, they were they've been the two, you know, MVPs. You know, and other guys have played well, but the two guys that didn't play much last year came in and made it easier for Miles Farmer to lead, and, and they both have exceeded expectations and made it easier for a guy that got thrown into the fire in in Phelan Stanford to play well, who made a huge play, right? And so, um, and then let's not forget Isaac Gifford, you know, you know, bouncing back and having a good game. So I think. They've embraced Tony White and whatever he's he's telling them, and they knew that they didn't play well up to the standard against Michigan, and they went out there and, and played a you know a better game against Illinois, and now they have to go to the bye week with the same type of um, willingness to learn and, and competitiveness to, to get better throughout the bye week because there's a lot of things they can get better at. Jay, it's interesting. We're talking about more names or different names that come up every every week. Um, and Nebraska does another great job holding Illinois to 21 yards rushing. And they've they've shut down the rushing game from a few different opponents this year. Do you do you feel mm. like there's a, a, a particular player or a few players that are key to that? Is the defensive line, the linebacker unit, the scheme? What's really shutting down the run uh, against you know from several of the opponents this year? Well, I think it's a combination of everything, Bach. Uh, nice to hear your voice, Bach. I'm sorry I couldn't make it in there, but you know I think one thing is is the you know Nash. Uh, you know, Huttmacher has really stepped up this year, right? Where he kind of did some things last year. I think he's in better shape than he was in the previous years. You know, he's been pretty steady in there. You know, you see the Minnesota game where he had like four or five tackles for losses, but then you have a couple games where he holds points pretty well. And then he had a couple games where he pass rushes some. So I think he's been effective. Um, and then I think, you know, Tony White has done a very good job of finding schemes and, and body types that can play in that three-man front, four-man front, and not be, you know, out-leveraged or out-physical, you know, based on, you know, maybe having a, a weight disadvantage. And so you think of, 
You know, Ty Robinson has pretty, been pretty decent. You like to see him play a lot better. He needs to play a lot better down the stretch. But he's been, you know, he's starting to come, you know, come out of his shell some. And then you have like a rotation between Blaze, um, Van Poppel's in there. He doesn't even look like a freshman. Jamari Butler, those guys. And then what the biggest thing I think they're doing is, like I said previously, is they all know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're playing with a better standard of, of getting to the ball. I still think they can run to the ball faster and harder. I really do. I think that's where they can create more turnovers and create more havoc. Um, but I think that, that, that Tony White early, I think in spring, he said, or maybe it was fall camp, but I think it was spring. He said, you know, everybody knows where to start at point A. And they might skip over B, but they all get to C at the right time and with the right mentality. So you see a better tackling team. And even when they may have missed tackles, there's other guys there. So that, you know, eliminates kind of explosive plays both in the run game and, and a little bit of uh, yards after catch. And so, you know, what they're doing over there, they should be happy with. But, you know, it's just, it just can start You're halfway through the season. You know, this is where you need to really step up because you got, you know, the next four games, I guess, I think are, you know, going to be, you know, very winnable games. Your goal should be to try to win all of them, but you can't win all of them without winning the next one. And so, you know, the most important day for them is the next day they step on the field, the next day they step in the meeting room, the next day they step in the weight room, and there is no turnoff switch. And so if they get the, if they adapt this mentality of we can do better, we can, you know, let's shoot to try to be dominant, you'll see a defense play well against the Maryland's, against the Wisconsin's and stuff like that. Uh, because there's not a there's not a game on the schedule for the rest of the year that they can't win. Exactly, Jay Foreman joining us on the Allo VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Allo Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Jay, we're to the bye week. We're halfway through. Obviously, offensively, there is a lot to work on. Where do you think they focus? Where does the coaching staff focus here for the next couple of weeks? Is it game management? Uh, is it is it uh, penalties? Is it what? figuring out a way for that offense to look a little yeah. less clunky where where are they going to focus uh i think i think that, you know they need to get back to like do some self scouting you know and which is great you know look this is a young staff man right and it's a very and, and none of them are coaching the big team so it's they're all learning whether they want to admit it or not and that's fine that's just part of coming in and you're a new coach and so they need to do some self-scouting because some of the things they, they maybe predicted that was going to work or players that they predict, predicted were going to play well, you know, maybe need to, you know, step up some. So I think the biggest thing they need to do is get, you make sure they get back to the basics, right? Let's not let, – because that's where a lot of their mistakes have came from. Fundamentals, um, knowing the nuances of every play, knowing the importance of every play is fourth and one. I, we have got to have it, right? Develop that mentality, get back to that. And then look at, you know, obviously clock management, you know, for six games in a row, that last series, the offensive series before the half needs to be addressed, right? Then you need to think about the penalties. Okay, where are, where are most of our penalties coming from? A lot of them are false starts in the offensive line. Okay, we need to sit down and say, okay, why is this going on? And, you know, look at who has this many and, 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 and get a collective answer and then put a remedy out of it with more accountability, um, Maybe, uh, you know, easier snap count, better pre-snap communication, you know, telling each other. Um, and then they then they need to probably figure out a, I'd probably say maybe with Heinrich Harburg at the helm, Jeff Sims, I'm assuming, is the backup, and maybe adapt your system with Heinrich Harburg being your ace versus him being the backup, and then maybe try to find a more consistent run game, conventional run game, 
that fits our offensive line. And what I mean by that is when you look at when we played Colorado and even when we played Minnesota and at times, and, and there was a couple times against Illinois where we kind of ran the kind of inside-outside zone. We used to call them take plays and kind of like Anthony Grant be Anthony Grant. They got some good movement, right? Big old offensive line. And, you know, Ethan Piper can move. You know, he can pull. Scott can pull. Nuri can pull. But, you know, the two previous guys are probably the best. Honing on that with that big, you know, big group and then put some, like, spice on that. Um, maybe that'll marry that offensive you know, line and get into a consistent conventional run game, which then will open up play-action pass, Sedoni, working some of these young rookie receivers that they only have to read one or two basic coverages. And then it allows Heinrich Harburg uh, to be more efficient as a runner and a passer. And then secondary is, like, when you're getting into this option game, RPO, right? We need to be a little bit more crisp in our quarterback running back exchange, whether he's taking it or keeping it. And then when he's running the option, he needs to get more fluid. He needs to be more fluid, you know, doing that. And that just comes from reps, mental and physical reps. And so if you do that, you know, the offense will be more consistent and then be able to put together drives and, and be able to score points when you get down there in Illinois territory or Illinois territory, excuse me, you know, three or four times inside the 20. We got to catch in. You know, if you get three times like that, you're trying to, your goal is, you know, three touchdowns, 21 points. At the worst, 17. We got zero. So those are the things you need, we need to think about because when the defense is putting you in, the, in those positions, we got to cash in on them. And so, um, you know, that and then, you know, you know, get the kicking game together. Return game needs to probably, you know, get a little bit of a, you know, kick in the butt. And, and Christian Alvano, you know, he started to make I think he's starting to come out of it a little bit and just sit him down and say, look, dude, you're not a freshman no more. We believe in you. You're on a full-ride scholarship. You know, let's really get down to the fundamentals of, kicking the ball and so we can use that power for leg because there's going to be a game that we're going to need you to step way up. And uh, we've seen you do it in high school and now we need you to do it in college. And so they, you know, really, you know, Mike and Bach, really to be honest with you, all that stuff I just said doesn't get anywhere if you can't handle success. And I keep saying this, how this team, how this staff, how this football organization handles a Handle success, which is beating Illinois, being three and three. You get to kind of see the finish line, possibly making a bowl game, but you have a week off or, you know, and you got two weeks before you have a game and you're going to have everybody telling you how great you are. And, you know, could you lose your edge? Could, you know, you know, right then, this is time to batten down the hatches. This is when we need to really focus in and work harder. Um, because it is a football season. Yeah, you don't have a game, but that doesn't mean we're not, we don't have a work week. And so, you know, whether you have a team rule, like, look, man, if you if you go home, you know I don't want to see you popping up down there in Miami, Florida, or something like that. You know, look, this isn't spring break, right? This isn't fall break. You're not in like high school or middle school. You know, if you're going to rest, sit at home and rest, lock in and focus. We got a big challenge next week uh, against Northwestern, and you put in a good work week and improving on the things that you can improve on. You know, this team will be able to handle business and exceed you know expectations that they don't then every game is going to be a grind because, um, you know, when you look at where Nebraska is at right now, they have a tremendous amount of opportunity to do, you know, some things in this first year under Matt Rule. You can win games and you can develop players at the same time and uh, have an end goal and then get, if you make a bowl game, make you get 30, well, I don't know, 30 more days or a whole bunch of more practices. Yep. And so there's a lot of things on the line here, and it all starts and stops with how they handle this bye week. Great stuff, Jay. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon, and uh, have a great week. 
All right, man. Take it easy. All righty, Jay Foreman joining us on the Aloe VIP line. Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Mike Melby. That's Jake Bakov, and we'll come back and give you some grades from last Friday night's 20-7 to Nebraska football victory over Illinois right after this.